Hello everyone, I'm just popping in here from the future real quick to give a content warning because in this episode we discuss the uh, profound works of Grace Tame who is a fierce advocate in the space of uh, victims of child exploitation and sexual abuse and if you think that that's something that is uh, not your cup of tea to hear about or listen about that's totally fine, feel free to skip this episode. Um... And we'll link some support services in the description box down below. We love you. We see you. Okay, back to the episode. Good boy. What's he got? Good boy. You take her bed. <laughs> oh, he's got monster. Yeah, you're very leaky over there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, notifications, here we go. Typically, that's an alarming sentence, but... Did you get the video I sent you of the YMCA with the greyhound ears? Because the A... Yeah. So the greyhound, they're like... It's just the song. It's like, it's fun to stay at the YMCA. But it's the greyhound's ears in different positions. Is the A when they clap together? Yes! (laughs) I did see that. Yeah. Is that right over there? (laughs) Now, for the listeners, we are having our second frozen <laughs> mug and they are delightful because we're worried we might not get another opportunity before, you know, summer comes to Canberra for 900 years. Um, winter. We, oh, yeah. Winter comes to Canberra for 900 years. Yes. Uh, also, we've done the responsible thing and we've eaten some cake. Yeah, we've had a flourless <laughs> chocolate cake. That's to help made. absorb the mug. Straight out of the oven. She was still quite warm and we've had some ice cream on the side. As you should. I don't know what else anyone else, anyone would be doing with cake. I don't know either. Sorry, I have given you a mountain. <laughs> I've given you the um, like the iceberg from Titanic. <laughs> this, yeah. In that glass. <laughs> I barely touched the surface. Yeah. Um, yes. So we were worried about not getting another frozen mug in before um, the cold sets in for forever in Canberra. So we are treating ourselves to a delicious frozen mug. And Tom's come up with a very important guideline. Around margaritas. I have. I've got rules now. If you'd like to share the rules, which I endorse. Okay. So my uh, rules, and I discovered this yesterday when I was having a frozen margarita at two in the afternoon because of this school holidays. And I was making a very delicious chicken dish. Yes. Um, You know, a lot of effort went into my slow cooked, like spicy chicken with rice. It was so good. It looked so yum. It was divine. Um, So I come up with some rules around margaritas and I have decided that the frozen ones... Yep. Are only to be consumed while the sun goes up. Important. And after the sun goes down. You can still have margaritas. You can still have margarita, absolutely. But you need to be having a proper adult one. You know, one that's like made literally out of lime juice and triple second tequila and that's it. It can't have come out of a slushy machine. No. Is basically the rule. I think that's very reasonable. I think it's so reasonable. I actually have just realized I need a prop quickly for an anecdote that I want to share with you. It's something that I had to share immediately when it happened, but I thought it happened yesterday. And I thought, no, I'll put this in the girls chat, the one without Tom. Okay. Because I want to tell it to you in person with the prop today. Okay. Okay. So what I'm going to go and get is a tote bag. I'll wait. We'll all wait. She's here. She's queer. We don't want any more bears. (laughs) Okay. So this is a, I'm getting straight into it. There's no warm up. Okay. Hit hit me. It's, it's another Woolworth story. Oh. So All right. Lay this on me. I'm doing my shopping yesterday afternoon. I needed some vanilla paste for the cake. Mm-hmm. 
I've got, I don't really use a handbag a lot of the time. I just use tote bags. Okay. I've got my tote bag on my shoulder. It's pattern side out. I'm not really thinking about that. Why would you? Anyway, I'm just doing my shopping. And this man, I'm going to say mid 40s, roughly, could be up to 50. I don't know. I'm terrible at aging them. Yes, we have discovered this. I can't age a man on appearance. I need some kind of anecdotes. I need some history. I need some background. I need some pop culture references. I need their license. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Insert sub anecdote here. True Uh, story. (laughs) You need an official government document to be able to age a man. I need some identification just to be sure. (laughs) Okay. So I'm in Woolworths. This man... I don't know. I'm in the, you first walk in, you're in the vegetable section. Yep. Okay. I'm in the vegetable section. I'm actually just having a browse because I'm not sure if I'm cooking dinner or going out for dinner anymore. Yes. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. That's important. This man walks past me, sort of stops, makes eye contact, immediately infuriating. <laughs> and he goes. The audacity. He does like a, a kind of rave fist pump. Oh, okay. And he goes in for, and this is why I'm saying over 40, maybe mid 40s. He goes in for a whoop, 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 whoop. What would possess? What would possess? I ignore him. I'm like, he can't so. He can't be gesturing to me. Uh, there is nothing about me in all of at 5 p.m. that says party people. For those who know you very well, they're going to attest to that. There's nothing <laughs> about me that is inviting a whoop, whoop. Dare I say, in fact, you are fending them off. I am actively, I've got resting, not party face. Resting, not party face. I've got resting, there's a book with my name on it face. (laughs) Okay, so I ignore him. He goes again. Like he just goes straight in a second I'm sorry, he's not like, he's not clocked the rebuff. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I genuinely don't understand what's happening here. How do I respond to this interaction that was most unwelcome and unnecessary? I walk away. I, sim- okay. I simply turn on my heel, a pivot, a netball style pivot, spin and run. Like if you were a wizard, you would have also apparated. Yeah, it's the spin sprint. Yeah. I've turned, I've gone to the baking aisle. That's a long ways. Did you sprint or did you just walk? I've done what I call my mum's parliament house walk. <laughs> <laughs> which is when she's very busy and she's got somewhere to be. Okay. And she gets a pace up. Okay. So I've got to pace up down to the baking aisle. That's a long ways from the fresh food. In, in, in some way, yeah. He's followed me. No, get lost. He, he's, he, I don't even know what he's shopping for. He doesn't have a basket. He doesn't have a trolley. He doesn't have a tote bag. He's got no vessel to carry any kind of groceries. No, rack off. I don't know what he's doing. He comes and he walks in front of me again. And then he goes like this. I can't even, it's so cringy. He goes... Whoop, whoop, make some noise. Is he trying to start a flash dance? I don't, I don't know what is happening. I have absolutely no idea what is happening. So I stand there and I just like, I don't give any, I'm so confused. I'm like hearing the story right now and I am trying to compute this. I haven't said anything yet. I just stand there looking confused. (laughs) Where and was your greyhound when you needed him? Then he points at me and he goes in again, makes some noise. But this time he's not singing it or whooping it. He's just saying to me, make some noise. He's just ordering you around in the baking aisle. And I'm like, this isn't a call and response. I'm not doing it. 
I'm actively not going to make what are you talking about? And then arms folded, lips pursed. I'm not doing it. I'm so befuddled. <laughs> then he points again at my side and he's like, I'm just doing what it says. This is what he had gestured at. Nah. Nah. No. So f- for the listeners, I have pulled out the printed side of my tote bag, which is a picture, that infamous picture of Grace Tame rolling her eyes at ScoMo. With the text underneath, make some noise. The irony of this interaction based on that as the premise is absolutely gobsmacking. (laughs) I hate everything about this because I don't know if the listeners could hear me, but as you were telling me this story, my eyes were rolling so hard I thought I might go blind. (laughs) So (laughs) if you aren't familiar with that particular image or Grace Tame. We'll put it on the Instagram for you. Grace Tame. Grace Tame won Australian of the Year, much to many conservatives' chagrin, for uh, campaigning to change legislation that prevented victims of child sexual abuse, and we'll content more on the um, pod, from naming or speaking about their perpetrators. Yep. Even if they'd won the case. They were um, forbidden. It was illegal and they could be punished from talking about what had happened to them. And so Grace, who had um, had a teacher be a perpetrator, fought to change that rule and she won. Good for, good for her and everyone else affected. So the text, yeah. Make Some Noise, refers to her activism and her feminism and her politics. Absolutely not a 1980s like flash mob. <laughs> and is not an instruction to men in grocery stores to try and start a dance with me. I cannot. Please don't fist bump begin. at me in public. <laughs> Do you know I've got? Okay, like we're a little bit off track, but I've got so much rage about this. I'm, I am irate about this on yours and everybody else's behalf. I, I look. Yes, the anecdote is like funny in its own right, but also what the absolute fuck. <laughs> It's just, it's the confidence and like the persistence. One of the problems, I think. The following you into a different aisle across so the bad. store is outrageous. It's actually so bad. And um, I didn't feel threatened by him but at all, but I was very confused and it was very unwelcome. And he was just going to persist until I understood. But, th- but it was him who had wildly misunderstood. <laughs> Him acting like you're the silly goose in this situation is an egregious misstep. I just... Anyway, <laughs> as one of the girls in the group chat, the girl, the group chat obviously went off about this, but as one of them... Who responded first? Meg. Okay. And Meg just simply said... In Meg who never responds to anything. Meg simply said in full <laughs> caps, the point has missed him by a mere million kilometres. <laughs> <laughs> Not much. Honestly, Meg is being too kind. <laughs> Not that I'm at all surprised because that is her nature. So that was a, that was a fresh anecdote for you from yesterday. <laughs> Tote bags are not an invitation. I'm going to be thinking about this for some time because I'm absolutely incensed about it. <laughs> oh. Ugh, anyway. I just want to follow sometimes. Look, and this might, this might not be in the right um, realm of support, but sometimes I want to come, like just walk around with you, absolutely fending off complete fuckwits. <laughs> 
Just because it makes me so mad. It just the thing, the reason why it's so frustrating is that it actually never happens when you have a male audience. So I've only ever witnessed it once. That and one I've time. known you my entire life. So it sounds probably to the men like the women are making up or exaggerating these anecdotes. But it only ever happens to us when we're on our own or with other girls. Yep. Um, and so, like, nah, the annoying <laughs> thing is, <laughs> just like... I'd like to make a, like a patriarchy of that you just made. <laughs> just like, there's no witnesses that are men ever. Um, and so it sounds like we're making it up, but we're not. That kind of insanity happens on the regular. <laughs> God. What, an, what a vexation upon your spirit. I just, if it was just the persistence, we need to stop teaching boys that like persistence is flattering or romantic. <sighs> yeah, honestly, like Fox Studios has a lot to answer for. A lot. A lot. Probably more than more than its fair share, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> anyway, that's okay. how to enrage a woman in 10 whoop whoops. Oh, and her <laughs> like gay best friend. <laughs> <laughs> So I got out unscathed, but a good story for us. <laughs> we actually hung out last night. We did. We've actually seen each other um, unexpectedly yesterday. Unexpectedly. So, I mean, I I had a <laughs> trivia night planned. Everything about this was a little bit crazy. Everything was a little bit wild. <laughs> not Not by societal standards. No, just by... By societal standards, very tame. Very, in fact, normal. Um, but what completely it, reasonable. What had happened was that I had been invited by a group of mates to trivia for Monday night. They all work together. Yeah. At about four, maybe three o'clock, uh, one of them messages me and says, hey, like they haven't put our pay slips in on time. I don't think we'll get our pay in time to really be able to enjoy ourselves yep. at trivia, which is what they wanted. Um, cause they work in hospitality and so like Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesdays, they're Saturday. Yep. They wanted to have a Friday night out. Mm-hmm. I'm on school holidays. So that works for me too. Yes. And I was kind of excited to go and I also enjoy trivia, but I was excited to go and be able to sleep in the next morning. So trivia always goes late and it's always on a weeknight. Yeah. Okay. And I have to drive a town across town for it. Mm-hmm. So they call it off. One of my friends from that group seems a little bummed. Yeah, a little bit sad. He seems a little bit sad about it. I'm a little bit sad about it. I'm bummed because I, of course, have mentally and organizationally prepared so that I have maximum energy for trivia at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So I've sort of avoided doing anything the night before. I've avoided doing as much as possible anything during the day so that I am ready and raring for trivia. You are gearing up for a good time. And it's off. She's off. She's off. Bye. Bye. My friend was also going to bring and introduce someone he'd been singing. Okay. So it's an important like first meeting. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd indicated like he'd still enjoy the three of us meeting and hanging out, mm-hmm. but that he doesn't want to do it if he's got no money. Yeah. Um, Cause that's too weird to put on like a new person you're seeing. Yes. Um, and it's also too awkward to like, I was happy to buy him a drink or whatever. And when the pay came through, which he was expecting would come through about 8 PM, mm-hmm. happy for him to just get it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think he didn't want to do that in front of a date. Right. Okay. Sure. Which is also very fair. So fine. So I've thought to myself, well, I'm bummed. I would still like to do trivia. I'm going to see if I can orchestrate 
And it's about 5.30 at this point. I've had three margaritas by the time you've organised this. <laughs> Which I fully know about. <laughs> I, I know about your margaritas. I've thought maybe I can pull together a backup trivia team. Okay, so I've, I've asked my BFFs. Mm-hmm. I've asked my go-tos, my good time gals and you, good time gays. Yeah. Um, and I've said. Well, that sort of fits everybody yeah, in that group. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Um, and I said, do you want to come to trivia? Is there any chance? I asked a couple first because I thought if that's two people, that's half a group. Yeah. They're both in. I know you get on famously with these two. Yes. In fact, I'm going to say that's what sold me. I knew that would sell you. <laughs> I text you. I say, have you had too many margaritas to go to trivia tonight? And I thought to myself, well, actually, no, because we're in our one word text era. <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't know, what did I say to you? Um, you said what time? What time? And then you said seven. And I said. Um, dress code. Dress. Yeah. Dress code. And you said casual. Know, casual. And I said Cost. Free. <laughs> Free. And I was like, <laughs> and I just wrote back, sold. <laughs> yes. So I've booked a table for seven. Yep. I've booked it for six people, not knowing exactly how many will come. And I've just said to my friend, look, I'm coming to your house now. I'm bringing some gin and soda mm-hmm. and we'll work the rest out. I've not really given him an option. Yeah. Tough luck. Sorry, we're doing this now. Sorry, you're coming along. I haven't really thought about how this looks to the rest of the mates of that group that initially invited me which was a faux pas because I didn't also invite them, but I thought they've called it off. I see. They actively don't want to go. Okay. Otherwise, why would they call it off? I'd not consider that, but being that I wasn't part of the initial plan, I think I don't need to worry about it. But So I was just concerned with the one person who still seemed to want to do something. Yep, sure. Which I think is fine. I think that's reasonable. Um, So we've had a last minute trivia trip. (laughs) We did. Out of character for me. So, okay, I am going to admit two things sold me on going to trivia, despite... So, now, I've had a lovely afternoon in the sun drinking frozen mugs on a Monday because mm-hmm. of these school holidays because I finished all my jobs around the house Ugh. and I spent three hours making a delicious, um, like experimenting with a delicious spicy kind of pulled chicken mm. and rice dish, which was sublime. Talk dirty to me. Legit though. I love a slow cook moment. Oh, so good. So two things have sold me mm-hmm. on the invitation. One. Yes. Um, the girls. The girls coming. The girls coming. I was Big like. vibe. Duh, of course I'll be there for that. When you first met these two, you said to me, and I remember this so distinctly, you said to me, I am going to court them and I am going to come on hard. <laughs> <laughs> me, Jane, pondering them. I feel like I did that with... Um, Lids like 10 years ago though because mm, mm-hmm, when i mm-hmm. the first time i met mm-hmm. lids we were already in the back of a land rover on the way to melbourne <laughs> for a week yeah i threw you together <laughs> that was so good we had a great time oh it was fantastic but so that was thing number one that sold me i was like the girls are there yeah done thing number two i was like mm, this is a strange out of character <laughs> um surprise spontaneous event from you and i thought the very fact that you are doing this indicates to me that you probably need some support to go with it. You were like, so I better go. <laughs> maybe you're in distress. Well, I wasn't sure. I was like, I don't know if you're very excited or alarmed or both. I, so I know it seems like that, but what I was, we had another flap clap there. Um, <laughs> Not when I'm drinking. 
every so often Tom's Greyhound just comes over near the microphones and claps his ears together. <laughs> like in appreciation of our stories, we think. Um, We're certain. So anyway, as usual, my Greyhound's asleep and yours is pacing. Oh, he's looking for the cat, <laughs> which he knows is in your room. Yeah. So, okay. So it seemed like it was really wild and spontaneous, but I think what I was actually doing was I was writing what I had seen as like an upheaval and upturning of the original plan. Oh, that actually makes lots of Doesn't sense. Doesn't that make more yeah, sense? okay. I find that much easier to reconcile about your behaviour yes. and your actions. Yes. You resolving the pro- – because having it called off is the problem. So yeah. having a new plan that is almost the same as the original plan is actually not crazy. Okay, I'll accept that. That makes a lot more sense. I'll accept that from you, yeah. Because it's like when I called that date off, but I thought, well, I'm still going to go on a date by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Because that was the plan. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't. No, I can't. So I had to write the universe. I also wanted to cheer that friend up. Now, I've been to a few trivia nights. Under, under, wait, what's that word? Understatement. Yeah, that's an understatement. I've been to a few trivia nights. Mm. I'm not going to give too many details about where this one was. Because if I'm going to rag on someone, I don't want them to be identifiable. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly where this is going. <laughs> I have to say, I was less than impressed with this trivia setup. I have a bit to say about it. And because something happened to me before you arrived. Okay. Oh, because another out of character thing that you did. Oh, I was late. You were late. So I've ended up weirdly the chaperone for the friend and the date, which I've offered to do, but wasn't part of the plan. Why did that happen? I think I'm not even really sure. It just happened. Was it just like kind of, you know, maybe they want to have a few drinks? Like, Well, I thought, I thought, um, so the original plan was I would drive my friend. Mm-hmm. He could drink. And then I thought the date would meet him there because oh, he see. doesn't really drink. And okay. then they'd just go home together with the date's car. Got it. Got it. That's got what it. I thought was happening. Um, but I think maybe because the date didn't know where we were going or whatever, it was just easier for me to take us all. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Because you called me. <laughs> And said, and I said, howdy. And, and, I, you, and you said, are you running late? I think I actually said, which is even meaner, <laughs> how late are you running? <laughs> and I was like, I'm not late. I, I, I had to process that for a good second. I really wasn't. I was precisely on time. Do you know, I walked in as he was about to ask the very first question and sat down. We got there on question three, which I thought was pretty good. Oh, the first two went on for a bit. Also, okay. there was a knee collapse. Anyway, there was a few things that happened. A what? What I'm calling a knee collapse was <laughs> actually really just a knee collision. Okay. I thought maybe it was a proposal. Oh, <laughs> that like, is a good way of describing it. Like a, a it. knee collapse. Like, oh, my knee's gone. Yeah, Will sorry. you marry me? Actually, the first two questions, <laughs> the reason that you only miss out on two is because somebody... Someone got engaged at trivia. Yeah. Imagine. It what do you think... Like- the worst place to get engaged would be. Oh, I've thought about this a okay. couple of times. Okay, number one. Waiting room at the doctor's surgery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, true. Number two. Yep. Any kind of theme park, roller coaster. Okay. Anything like anything that. Anything themed. Anything themed. Like a hog's, be- a hog's breath is too themed. No, f*** off. <laughs> Imagine if the ring was like in a curly fry on a curly. (laughs) Place number three. Yeah. 
Are you ready? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the RTA. <laughs> what kind of lunatic would dare? Some people are really into like driving. <laughs> okay. Complete freaks, obviously. What about weird places that could work? Ooh. Like I think, I think like weird domestic places could work. Like the tip. Farmer market. <laughs> oh, okay. Is what I was yeah, thinking. Okay. Yeah, we were thinking the same thing, like ritual places. I don't know that the tip is that nice, but maybe the green shed. I think the tip if it's spontaneous. I like you're doing something. Like you're doing something. You're in the middle of a chore that you hate and the person is just like, I want to do the tip run with you forever. <laughs> I just don't think you should ever ask someone to marry you where you can see an ibis with your naked eye. <laughs> Do you know what my favourite thing about tips are? It's okay. less common these days. Oh, say more. It's a tip cat. Because <laughs> <laughs> they are a jellical cat, if ever I've seen. They are very good at surviving. Yeah, Rum Tum Targa's feeding himself on like <clears throat> rats and maggots. Oh, boy. Anyway, sorry. So there wasn't a proposal at Trivia. No, no, no. It was actually just me colliding at full speed with part of the table with my knee. After, okay, so what happened was, so for the listeners, Trivia started at seven. Mm. You've already called me saying, how late are you? And I'm thinking, how rude. But then, <laughs> but then like the other half of me was like, <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> you were like, I don't think I'm late. Yeah, because then I was second guessing myself and I'm thinking, was I meant to be there earlier than right now? Because Have I misread it? Because it's such a spontaneous thing and I'm go- and part of the reason I'm going is potential like psychiatric support for you <laughs> is like so I know I need to be on time for this event. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm I'm putting in the energy to and the effort to make sure I'm on time. I park the car at six fifty nine. Beautiful. I walk across the road. I didn't wait for the green man oh. uh, because there was no traffic. And I thought, I can see the police station from here. If anything happens, I'll be right. Oh, I thought like you were going to say, I can see the police station from here and I dare them to no, book no. me. No, I just kind of thought because it's like, it's the whole sort of emergency mm-hmm. services mm-hmm. precincts. And mm-hmm. I thought, if I get run down. We're not identifying the location though. No. <laughs> if I get run down, um, someone will be here in a flash to help me out. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't worried. Yep. I walk into the establishment Mm -hmm. knowing I am precisely on time and I can hear the host, the trivia host, gearing up like to ask, about to ask the question. Okay. So he hasn't asked it yet. He's still doing the very last housekeeping rules about we take cheating very seriously, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking I've got about 16 seconds to get my bum in a chair. Yeah. So I walk in and I can see lids across like, in the corner. Down, in the yep. corner down the back. And she waves to me. Oh, bless her. The host thinks he's she's waving to him. Oh, no! <laughs> like in the middle of his like diatribe about rules. Like he's got a, like she's got a question. She's got a question. She's got a clarifying question. Which like if you heard what he was saying, like anyone who's got questions about that ought to be shot. Because <laughs> it just, it's, it's stock standard rules, right? Yep. Anywho, so... He spots her waving to me, Mm. doesn't see me behind him Mm. and starts not walking quickly over to her to ask her question, sauntering. And I use that word very specifically because it was so slow. Yeah, he moved slow. He was moving slow. Everything about him was slow. He moved a bit high. 
honestly. Like, yeah, it was like he was a big stoner. Anyway, so he's moving slowly. Because of the layout of the venue, I could not round him up. So I'm forced to walk behind him, knowing that Liz is waving at me and not at this guy. And I have to walk behind him. And then because I'm like trying to like just match his walk. And then because it went for some, because he was so slow, Mm. I've had to walk across the entire venue like that. (laughs) And so I'm thinking I'm going to make a joke out of it. So then I start like looking around (gasps) and mimicking him like a mime. You know how mimes follow people around? Yeah, that's such a drama school activity. Uh, Like Like pick someone and copy their walk. Like nobody likes mimes, but um, (laughs) they're just very sad clowns, aren't they? Yeah. So I am being a mime and I'm thinking, okay, look, I'm feeling really awkward and like so exposed right now because everyone in the whole Everyone's venue is looking. looking at me because they were already looking at him and now they're looking at me behind him. So I'm now making a bit of a show. Mm. Nobody is laughing. Rude. Despite it being absolutely hilarious. Rude. Um, then Lids goes, like he gets to the table and I'm still behind him. Oh my God. I'm he's within not, like. He's not felt your presence. You know how you can feel when someone's. I'm within 10 centimeters of this guy, right? I can smell that he's not washed his hair. And which sounds really judgmental, but like we'll get to why he was such a pest. We will. Um, yeah. So I'm trying. I'm trying to like get into the seat because I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna ask the first question. I gotta sit down. Gotta sit down. And Lids says to this guy, he's like, no, no, no. I'm like my friend. I'm waving to my friend, and he's looking around, and he the like turns way. and doesn't see me there. No. <laughs> And, he, and she, he is convinced that she's pulling his leg. Oh my god, she is not a Joshua. No, she's like, she's had to take trivia quite seriously. She is ready and raring. She's not wasting anyone's time pretending to wave to a friend behind the no. host. Like was, the whole thing was so silly. Anyway, and then he like starts backing up and he runs into me, and then he is so surprised that there's a person there. Did he flap? Yeah, despite <laughs> already being told that I was behind him. <laughs> And I was like, surprise, it's me. And then, <laughs> and he was like, oh my God. Okay. And then I was like, okay, I just have to sit down. And so I'm trying to like scoot in around the table to sit next to Meg. Cause I thought that'd be the best place to sit. Absolutely. Correct. And the way that the tables are designed, there's this funny, like, I don't know, gigantic pillar right that you can't in the middle see. that you can't see. And I crash into it at such speed. And I thought my leg is going to explode with like <laughs> sadness and pain. And that was the, uh, that was... The, the knee collapse. Okay, so that's happened before I've arrived. That's happened before you've even got there. Before I've even got there. I have gone to a friend's house for the first time, met all the housemates. They've shown me around all the things that make them unhappy about their share house. I've actually been in this house a long time ago before your friend lived there. So um, I, know, I know the house. Yeah. yeah. And anyway, and then we've had two gin sodas each. Yeah. The... Date has arrived, done the faintest knock on the door that my friend doesn't even hear it. And I was like, your date's here. And he was like, how do you know? Like, I'm psychic. Like, I could feel the aura. It's anxiety ESP. It's just like, it was was just (laughs) the softest. And we were two rooms away. Um, But I've heard it because I'm anxious about being late Mm -hmm. because my friend is messaging me and she's like, we've just been given a 10 minute warning, a seven minute warning. Like, this host is ready to go. He's raring. He's starting at seven on the dot. I was like, I'm not getting there at seven on the dot. So I rang you to see if you'd be on time because I thought that would soothe her. Unexpectedly, I was on time. You were. Um, and her friend was way too polite and wouldn't eat her dinner until everyone else's dinner arrived. Which oh, that was, was like wild. 30 minutes. Yeah, it was like a full half hour. No, well, it was more than that. Because it was it more. Was, that dinner was on the table when I got there. Okay. 
Um, so anyway, I was like, I'm going to be late. You're on time. That's all right. The date has arrived and I've just been, I've just had to do greetings. Greetings, human I've never met. Hello. Uh, who seems to like human I quite like as a friend. Um, yes. Go, yeah, sorry, so I took me a second to work We have out. like one mutual thing. We both like this person. Okay. Uh, it's, please, it's a place to start. Please get in my car. Let's go. <laughs> like I meet him at the door. I promise not to kill you. Yeah. Promise not to kill you. Promise not to crash um, in the car. Mm-hmm. Sorry about the dog fur. Not actually my car. Um, oh, I forgot you were in that <laughs> other car. <laughs> and I go, it does make noises. I warned them. We took off. <laughs> we're driving along for absolutely no reason. It just goes, the car just goes, and it's the noise is coming out of kind of the boot area. Yeah. <laughs> and it just goes. Oh, this is a ghost jump, from the grudge in the back of your jump car. out of his skins. Nah, I hate it. I warned them. Are they both in the back? No, one's in the front, one's in the back, because I need directing. I can't possibly get from that suburb to the four minutes away location that we're going to I mean, on my that, own. That's true. I mean, I that's totally true. Yeah. Okay. When we get there, he's on question three. Yeah. Okay. The now, questions were bullshit. The only thing I've managed to get out of um, the date is I, and I went straight in with what's your area of expertise? <laughs> Just in general? <laughs> and he goes, trivia wise, what are the, what are the options? And okay. I was like, oh, like pop culture, uh, music, uh, sports, geography, history, literature. Uh, what else? Biology. Yeah. Science, generally. There was some, science. There was some linguistics stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was like, mm, probably geography, but I haven't done it for ages. He actually was good at the geography. He was really good at it. Questions, which I'm terrible at. No, because it's just fancy colouring. I don't understand geography at all. Geography, waste of time. Unless I have like a relationship to the place. I don't, it doesn't stick. Yeah. It just doesn't stick in me. With me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've misspoken. Uh, anyway, so we get there, we walk in. It's question three. Now, I've been to a few trivia nights. The trivia nights I go to, basically there are different brands of trivia. Mm-hmm. Those trivia companies send out to the hosts. They employ the hosts. They pay the hosts. They send the questions to the hosts for delivery. Yeah. They have different formats. This trivia, I can only describe as like the Aldi version. She was an untamed beast and she was not good. She was the Aldi version of trivia. Yeah. So, for starters, the host gets a number of questions that he gets to write himself. (laughs) One of which was... I wanted to scream at this question. One of these questions was, of the two most popular 90s sitcoms... Now, this was an easy question for many reasons. But the question was, of the two most popular 90s sitcoms... I knew the answer immediately. We all knew it before he even finished the question. (laughs) Which one is my favourite? That is not trivia. (laughs) It categorically is not trivia. So the other thing we had was the democracy question, which absolutely broke most people's brains because it was not explained. It also is not in the spirit of trivia where there is a correct answer. So the way the democracy question worked was uh, there was a question with two options. So yes or no. I had a really hard time understanding what what I was being asked to do because it was so so far removed from any trivia experience I've ever had. I actually didn't know what I was being asked. But he also didn't explain it because you said to me, you said to me, oh, you talked through his explanation again. So I didn't get it. 
and I re-spoke to you what he said and <laughs> I, I realised like, I, <laughs> I realised it wasn't that you didn't get it. It was that he actually hadn't explained it. Yeah. So I guessed how this would work. He said, okay. I said, okay, I think when he says democracy trivia, we have to pick the answer that we think most teams will answer. So we won't know which answer is correct until we get the majority vote. But I still didn't even know what the options were until he announced who the winners were at the end of the round. Oh, did you not understand st- that it was just a yes or no question? No. Like oh. everything about it, I was so confused. I was like, I don't I don't know what's happening. The here. question was, um, so you can get a lifetime supply of hamburgers. Stupid. You're offered a lifetime supply of hamburgers, but if you accept, um, a whole island nation gets sunk and the people die. Do you accept? What a stupid question. And so the question's yes or no, and you have to depending on what most teams say, that will be the correct answer that gets the points. He also did not he didn't explain Calcul- that. He didn't explain and he did it like hands up. Oh, no. He actually went and calculated it when he did the marking. I was furious when he did that because I thought some teams have more people on them than no, others. No, that's not how it works at all. The hands up oh. was a complete misguide. Everything about it was very misleading and I hated it. Basically, this guy didn't explain a single thing. So this is what he'd do. He'd be like, okay, a normal trivia setup is they, for one, the teams in the venue when the questions are read, are quiet. Yeah, everybody was talking. I was, I could not hear what he was saying despite him screaming into a microphone at a thousand decibels. And at a thousand kilometers an hour. Oh. So everyone should be quiet as the question is read. I wanted to drown him. The noise should rise as people are working the question out and it should drop again as soon as the mic comes back in. Yeah. What he wasn't doing, and I realized all of this was his fault. There was no classroom management. What he wasn't doing was actually leaving any time where he wasn't speaking. So because he didn't go question, break for people to speak, question, and he just kept talking, monologuing into the microphone after the question, there were no natural breaks for people to speak and they got in the habit of just speaking over the microphone. Which made it increasingly difficult for people like Meg and I to participate in the experience. Out. You just absolutely. Because she we was gave so, up. You were so on fire to begin with. We were good in the beginning. And then after like an hour of it, we actually just couldn't participate in the lunacy of it anymore. Because the other thing with trivia is people are getting drunker as it goes on. It goes for quite a while. I wasn't getting drunker. In fact, I was getting more sober. But it means your classroom management needs to be better. Yes. Because people are getting. So you actually need to have a really tight ship in the first round when people are sober. So that you can maintain those expectations into the second round. It's that old teacher adage of not smiling until Easter. Yeah. So so he would go like this. He he a normal trivia question, they would go, "Okay, question 2. For 3 points, you mm. need to give me the name, the year this was in the charts, and the artist of whatever song he they play." And as the host is saying that, usually the teams I've been on, they note that down, they write down 3 Year, name, artist. Yeah. Then the question comes. It was so crazy. I never knew what, like how many answers we needed to give for anything or what anything was worth. No, I like, I, he just would go, he would be like, I'm going to play you some audio. He would play it. And then he'd be like. And then he'd ask you like. And then he'd ask you. 500 questions. Literally some of them had six parts, but I didn't understand if they, you had to get all six bits for one point or if it was for six points. Do you get half points? Like none of that made any sense. None of it was articulated in any way. Um, so this was Aldi trivia. I I had a great time 
uh, with also like because of the way it was kind of set up, like the table situation, and it meant yeah, it and it meant that like there were like two teams yeah at that passing table. between like like we were one team we were called Eddie Furphy, um, which was a beer slash celebrity pun, which is what we had to choose as a name to get the bonus points. Yeah, which you we know, did get. We did. Did we get the points? Yeah, we got the bonus points. Oh, good, because uh, that was my suggestion. It was. A good it was one. a good one. Everyone loved that one. I knew that would be the winner as soon as you said it. <laughs> I think there should be a sliding scale of bonus points for the naming. Oh yeah, absolutely. There should have been. Because our team actually only lost by two points. Meg and Liz and I didn't actually know. Yes. What the point? Because we were in the bar. Because we by then Meg and I were like, we can't sit here anymore. No. We have to go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> and we went into the bar. You needed a break. <laughs> So we only lost. I'd by already two tipped points. all the salt out on the table and made a bit of artwork. If like I had to, I had to go inside. If Meg had wagered more on the question, because there was also a Jeopardy round. Yes. Yeah. Because we only wagered two points on that. If we'd have wagered five, we'd have won. Wow. Yeah. So we did pretty good. We did really well. So we came out with a bar tab. Um, we did really well despite the actual chaos because I think what we can do quite well, even though it wasn't working for you that particular night is we can lean into the chaos. Ordinarily, yes. Yes. I think where it went wrong for me was that I was really intentionally not drinking. Yes. uh, At all. Like I was drinking the water on the table. Yes. uh, But I wasn't drinking any booze. And so as I became increasingly overstimulated with all the noise, Mm. I wasn't able to like block any of it out. Yeah. And I just got more and more like, like, what, what did you say? You were like, are you, when, I, when you saw me drawing the pictures on the napkin? I just said, I was like, are you okay? Yeah. You're like, is this anxiety drawing? And I was like, mm, I'm just stimming. Yeah, you were. And then like, it just got progressively more chaotic to the point where I was wearing hats and making art but out of salt and pepper. I think that was your stimming leaning into the chaos. Like you were matching the chaos. I was matching the chaos because I, but because I could not participate in the actual trivia anymore. Yeah. I was like, I can't hear anything that anyone is saying. Or process anything. I can't process anything because there are three people on one side of me talking, three people on the other side of me talking. Those conversations are different. There's a host screaming into a microphone about nothing. Yeah. And just a general like chaotic ambience of the venue, which was definitely not designed for like trivia environment. No, not And at I all. thought, and I'm trapped in the middle and I cannot leave. And I thought there's only one thing to be done here. Lean in. I'm leaning in and I'm making hats and signs. Out of whatever is available to you has become craft. I've actually just gone mad and I'm crafting anyway, at the table. So <laughs> I would say, and this brand of trivia, I'll name the brand. This was called IQ Trivia and I just wonder, really? I quit trivia. Yeah, thank you. Mm. Snaps for that. Yeah, damn sure. So that's our review of trivia that we have done together. Otherwise, <laughs> um, the main thing I have to report on is basically Nan's. Uh, I know that you have a lot to say about this because I've had a um, running report about it for, for several days. Oh, my postman's just pulled up, but it won't be for me, but I love him. Is he good? He's so good. Sometimes he comes on a weekend. Oh, that's nice. I know. And I know his van, like that's, that's his name's Sahini and his van says Sahini. That's cool. I know. My postman's a bit of a weirdo. Poppy gets excited when the postman comes. Oh, that's cute. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Um, <clears throat> yes, so I've been to Melbourne and I visited my nan. Yeah. I only have one nan remaining. One grandparental remaining. You've got one. I've got... I think I have two biological ones. I've got... Mine's a bit complicated. Mm. Yeah. 
Do you have any that you like have a relationship with? Oh yeah, you have your pa, your granddad. Yeah. Uh yeah, sort of. We see like Gwenmars, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um I was really lucky in that I had I had four until I was twelve. Mm-hmm. And then I had the next three until I was like twenty six. Yeah. So now it's just me and my mum's mum and mum, obviously. Because your dad's parents went very close to each other, didn't they? Yes. Which yeah. I think is quite common when yeah. you're old. They're in their nineties. Yes. Yeah. So grandma, granddad was like 94. Grandma turned 90. She had a 90th birthday in the nursing home. Yeah. Um, and I think she was hanging on for the birth of a baby. So she got yeah. to like cuddle the baby for a 90th birthday and then she was ready pretty well. I mean, your granddad kept her alive for a really long time on Brandy. He did. He basically, she, she was pickled. <laughs> she was pickled. Now I will say, um, what will I say? <laughs> but one has to be careful um are we back to melbourne grandma no no no. yeah so my my perth grandparents who actually came to live in bungendore when i was a kid Mm. um to be close to me so they were in bungendore and they were in canberra for till i was 17 yeah and then they moved back to perth and i visited them a couple times a year um and so we were very close they lived a long time i actually can't remember your perth grandma Really? Grandma Jean? I can't, like, picture her. She didn't. She just sat in a chair a lot. I remember your granddad. Yeah, he was a big energy. Yeah. <laughs> big, big energy. Um, but, yeah, anyway, I was going to say something about grandma, but I can't remember what it was. Um, it was pickled related. She, yeah, something about he kept her alive on pickles. I don't know. Anyway, it was probably good, whatever <laughs> it was. Oh, one of my favorite things was that as um, as she got older... So she did have some dementia. It mm. didn't distress her too much. Yep. But I, what I found quite flattering was that she knew who I was. Mm. So she knew my name. She knew everything about me. But she thought I was her child. So ah. she thought she'd raised me, which I thought was a nice probably reflection of our closeness. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she would say things like, remember when we lived in North Beach and Anne was doing this as though my aunt and I were sisters? Oh, okay, yeah. And I would be like, that was in the 70s. <laughs> like <laughs> Before my time. But um, I would just nod along. So I thought it was quite nice. But she started telling everyone that would listen that I was the most beautiful grandchild. And everyone would be like, oh, you know, dementia. And I'm like, is it? Is it dementia? <laughs> or is it facts? <laughs> yeah, I think it's just like she's fuck off 90 now and doesn't care about upsetting people. With the, with the straight up facts. With the straight up truth. Yeah. So anyway, my other grandma is now 93. Mm-hmm. She lives alone. She's doing really well. She's very busy. Whenever I ring her, she answers the phone. She goes, I say, how are you? She says, well, I'm very busy. I've got a lot on. I'm not, I'm not done yet. I've still got a high quality of life. <laughs> That's before I've said anything. She's just got to make sure you know. And I'm like, I don't worry. I wasn't like ordering some euthanasia. Like, it's fine. <laughs> I was going to take you out the back yet. Um, oh, this is what I was going to say about my Perth grandma. So before the night before she died, she's quite unwell, but she managed to ring. Mm-hmm. And so I had quite a contrast between my two grandparents. My granddad, one of the last things he said to me was, I've got so much left to do. Yeah. Which is in some ways really nice. Like that's something to aspire to is to have such a full quality of life that you're 94 and you still got heaps on or whatever. And you're still like, I'm not done. Like I've got things I wanted to do. Yeah. Whereas my grandma who went about nine months later 
she rang because um, it was COVID, all that BS had happened. Yep. Um, so I couldn't go over and see her. She rang and she said she was a bit delirious, um, but she managed to get out. Um, I just had to ring and say that I've got to go, but not to worry. I'm okay. And that was the last thing she said to me anyway. I had a similar experience with my grandma when she passed. Mm. Um, she didn't ring me because I, she was, she's in the hospital mm. by that time. Cause she, the plan was for her to go into hospice, but like she didn't, she didn't, she didn't get there. She didn't yeah. Get um, but she was quite sick for a, a, quite a long mm. time. Um, and I, there were a few times where we were like, maybe grandma's going to go your grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Like your family was like, all right, get together. Yeah. Like, and then grandma and then she like, kicked on. He lol jokes. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> Just bored. <laughs> and I'd be like, old woman, I've come all this way. And she'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but this was the one. Yeah, this was the one. And I, I knew. Everyone knew. Yeah. I knew. I yeah. knew she was going to go. Because I actually wasn't, um, I wasn't around the night that she went because I was on, I was actually on school camp. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this. I remember you were forced to go on camp. Yes. I was forced to go on camp and I wasn't allowed to come back. And you weren't allowed to drive your own car down there so that you could come back should no, you need to. I then had to drive a bus of children. Lovely. All the way back. I had to stay at camp for the rest of the time. And I can't think of anything worse to do in a state of grief and distress. Drive all the kids back, five hours back to school. And then I had to stay and see all the kids off and unpack everything and put everything back. And all I wanted to do was go home to my family. That's such BS because you were contractually obliged to go on camp. Yeah. Uh, and anyway. that's all I am allowed to say yes. about that. Um, anyway, that, that, was, that was really difficult. Yeah. Um, and because my mum was very distressed. And you had no phone reception. No, we had to get a satellite phone yeah. for them to actually contact me. Yeah. My mum had been trying to like get in touch with me for five hours yeah. and yeah, it was a whole thing. Um, but the last time I saw my grandma was like, was, I think it was the, maybe the day before I went on camp. Or, mm-hmm. So it was a couple of days and um, yeah, same kind of thing. She just said, I, I'm going to go. go soon. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and I just said, oh, I love you so much. She goes, I love you so much. And then yeah. that was the last thing we said to each other. So yeah. we, you know, I definitely felt like I got my goodbyes. Yeah. But um, it was still just a really weird. Yeah, I don't experience. know if there's a. I don't know what the preference is. Like, what's better? I've got so much left to do. Yeah. Or I'm ready. I think probably for my grandma, the she was in so much pain. Oh yeah. Oh, she was just in agony yeah. all the time. Like yeah. it just. So was mine. That's why she was pickled. Yeah. Like, to cope. Yeah. You know, and I and I can understand that. Just wanting mm. to be like, oh my gosh, I've put up yeah. with this pain for like five, ten, however many years, yeah. like I'm actually done with it now. Yeah. And yeah. I, like I can understand that, I think. Yeah. Um, my <laughs> my granddad had a few funny quirks with grandma. Yeah. So they ended up in a nursing home across the hall from each other. So they had a room each. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> Just went like they're at uni. And so like. what they'd set up <laughs> was like one of the rooms was big enough for them to have an armchair each in. Lovely. So her room was bigger, yep. naturally. Perfect. Um, and Queen so Jean. he would sort of get up, get ready and just go over and sit in her room all day. Fabulous. Until they'd had supper and it was bedtime and then he'd go to his own room and go to bed. Yep. Unless he wanted to do things on the computer. He'd do that in his own room. I see. Um, but we, when he was quite ill, we were in his room and he was in bed and we thought he was a bit like 
comatose, like not very conscious. Yeah. Because um, he had various types of cancer, but it was in his liver, which is quite painful. Because I feel like he went quite quickly. Yeah. Um, and he actually had a terrible, terrible thing happen where he'd had scans Mm. done and the Perth health system is terrible and no one had contacted him about the results of the scans. So he had the scans done, heard nothing until a palliative care nurse turned up at his house to do terminal care that he didn't know he was terminal. Yeah, that's really... He didn't even know he had cancer until she turned up and she didn't know he'd not been told. That's not on. So that was pretty awful. Um, But we thought he was a bit out of it. We thought he was asleep or comatose pretty well. And grandma goes to um, get her walker. She wants to go to the loo. Yep. She gets up, she gets in her walker and she's uh, developed a system of reversing into the loo with the walker so that it's parked, ready to go straight back out. Oh, efficient. Yeah, efficient, wise. She starts doing this manoeuvre and all we hear from his bed is beep, 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 (laughs) beep. And then like a chuckle and then he goes back to sleep. (laughs) Like she's a reversing truck. Oh, he's doing the beeping. <laughs> it's him. It's he's woken up. He's seen her reversing. He's made a truck joke. <laughs> the other thing he's done, which was cruel, but your dad would have loved that. <laughs> um, I took them out, and we were sitting down at a cafe because Granddad had run into someone he wanted to chat with, have a good oh, old okay. chinwag, and we're like, okay, we're going to be a while. Um, so we go to sit Grandma down. It's Michelle's patisserie, right outside of Woolworths. Okay. We go to sit Grandma down in a chair. And it's like she's frail and kind of um, unsteady on her feet. She also had agoraphobia. So she's a bit stressed about being out of the house. And it's a bit of a thing to get her in the chair. You get it right. Granddad just goes to his friend. It's like trying to get a whale in a goldfish bowl. (laughs) (laughs) And Alfred Price. I was like, what? (laughs) Alfred, you might be strangled in your sleep. (laughs) She's coming for you. (laughs) So, I can't be doing her dirty impression <laughs> like that. Oh, no, that's not on. So I have those grandparents. <laughs> then I've got my mum's mum still, Val. She's in Melbourne. We've gone to visit. We've driven down. I'm actually a huge fan of Val. Val's a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> um, she is also something to aspire to, like how she has a care worker come around once a week to just help her run errands because she doesn't drive anymore. Yeah. Um, and that means the person can help her, like, carry heavy shopping or whatever. But otherwise, she's independent. Um, but we've gone down and there's a, a range of jobs that she would like us to do. You've gone, you've driven to Melbourne to do yeah. errands. I've, yeah. We've driven eight hours yeah. to spend three nights in Melbourne to do errands. <laughs> we arrive. We're there for like five minutes when the kind of the itinerary of errands comes out. <laughs> I can't explain to you. How annoying it is that we have gone to Melbourne and achieved none of these jobs. Not for not for lack of trying. I know. I for the listeners, I was privy to a running commentary about these jobs, which Zoe continually voiced, would not be achieved. Not be achievable. But it was still insisted that they were that attempted. we try. <laughs> so the first one was that. Grandma's computer, uh, it's a desktop. This one killed me. (laughs) Grandma's computer is broken. She's had a friend who used to work in IT, an expert. Lovely. Over. He's identified that it is a problem with the boot file, which has been corrupted. It won't start up if that's been corrupted. 
because mm-hmm. that is the literal file it needs to run to start up. Exactly. He must have suggested to her that she could take it back to Officeworks because that's where she bought it. Okay. So he's written down corrupted boot file. I don't know where she's got the idea of Officeworks from. I don't know if she's got it from him. He's also old, like late 70s, 80. Mm-hmm. Okay. She wants us to take the computer to Officeworks to be repaired. That is simply not a thing that happens. I said to mum, I think you should ring Officeworks and check that they actually do that because I don't think they repair computers. A sensible idea. I think they're a retail sales operation only. Yep. Yep. And I'm like, it's possible that they send them off if they're within warranty back to the manufacturer. Oh, yeah, yeah. They'll act as a middleman for that. But they don't actually repair computers. You can't just take them in like a shop, right? No. Anyway, so mum mum does ring. And I think just the man on the phone didn't really understand what mum was asking. Sorry, Poppy's pulling my earphones out. (laughs) She is. (laughs) She came in for a casnoodle. She did. Sorry, as Um, you were saying. I don't think the person on the phone really understood what mum was asking. Maybe I should have rung. I don't know. Um, But... He has clearly thought that they are asking for exactly that, that they've bought a computer at Officeworks, it's broken, can they take it back? Because they've not received in the last 10 years any requests to repair computers. To repair a computer. <laughs> okay. So one, we don't know when the computer was bought. We've been told two different things by Val. We've been told it was bought three years ago and we've been told it was bought seven years ago. Lie detected. <laughs> She's conceded it was somewhere between three and seven years ago. We've asked grandma, does Huge she range. does she have proof of purchase? Because she's actually really good at keeping um, files. I, I believe that about Val. And like instructions for lots of things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she keeps them in a file. She actually doesn't have proof of purchase for this one. But Curious. she says she comes out after spending a long time in the study. She comes out with proof of purchase for the printer. so she's estimating around the same time and she's like well i bought them around about the same time okay which turns out to be like seven years ago okay Uh, so maximum of the like and i'm like it's not in warranty like it's just not it's not in warranty if you bought it seven years ago (laughs) sorry he's got the leopard (laughs) um so happy with that he's taking it outside to play he's not you've not even taken the tag off that one she's new that's because she was for my mum's dog but poppy stole her (laughs) 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 look how chuffed he is he's chuffed it's a nice toy that one anyway so she's coming out she's come out we've decided it's about seven years old it's definitely not in warranty i still don't think i keep saying i don't think officeworks is going to help you no whatever grandma insists on coming with us to officeworks we've driven to officeworks we've found a disabled car park spot good we've walked in carrying the computer not the power cords just the computer just the box just the box so much of this i hate and the note that says corrupted boot file (laughs) (laughs) mum's queued up as though she's purchasing something got to the front and she is stressed because doing errands with grandma stresses her a little bit Grandma doesn't necessarily express gratitude to us. She does express gratitude, interestingly, to her friends about us, mm. but she doesn't do it in the moment to us. Okay. It's, I would say, probably more critique than it is <laughs> gratitude. <laughs> she also has absolutely no trust that I know what I'm talking about, about anything. <laughs> so even though I'm repeatedly saying, 
I'm repeatedly saying Officeworks is not going to help us. You need a computer repair store. It's not the place, Val. I've looked it up. I've seen that they they basically are, they are hooked up with an in-home repair group called, I don't know, the IT guys or something. Yeah. The, or the computer geeks. And they'll come, they'll give you, you can buy from Officeworks like a gift card for them and they'll come around and look at your computer. Right. That's the extent of it. And I know that's not what grandma wants already. I've explained all of this multiple times. We're still driving through the city to office works. Oh. We're in the queue. We get to the front. My mum just announces she's bought a computer in for repair. The poor boy in the front, who's obviously not the boy that was on the phone earlier, doesn't know what to do with that. He's just like, I don't know what you want. I can sense <laughs> that your mum and my mum do something very similar to the people at the front counter he's, about problems. He's like, I. he's clearly unsure exactly what she's asking for. So he goes with what he assumes. He's never seen a desktop computer because he's only like 17. <laughs> he goes with what she, he assumes she means, which is that they've bought a faulty product. So he's like, absolutely no problem. We'll send it back to the manufacturer. I just need to scan the proof of purchase. Yeah, Reasonable assumption, reasonable request. Val has a habit of waving the walking stick. I think I have might have seen this in real life. Okay. So she yeah. uses it more to gesticulate than she does to actually like. Threaten someone. <laughs> no, to actually like walk with (laughs) like i think i'm gonna confidently say if you can walk along and we were walking behind this man if you can walk along pick up the walking stick point at the rip under the bum cheek of a man's jeans that is clearly there for a sort of design reason kind of aesthetic thing aesthetic thing waggle at it and announce that his jeans have a rip in you don't need the walking stick I'm going to confirm that that's probably true. But she also does it with no sense of peripheral like vision about who is around her. So she is just waving a walking stick at all times, which does work really well to keep people out of her way. So she's come in, she's waved the stick at him. Oi. And she's like, I don't have proof of purchase. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do about it? I've got a walking stick. You do not. And I've, I've just said to him, it's not in warranty. I don't think they even bought it at this. I don't know if they bought it at this store. It's And mum's announcing that it's boots corrupted. Like, like that might Like he's going to, like that's going to change anything. <laughs> Everyone's oh, getting a little bit terse and a yeah. little bit tense and he's mm-hmm. doing his best. And so he walks to go talk to the actual IT people and they come back and they offer exactly what I said they would offer, which is the in-home service. That they pedal, which is not even associated with them. It's a third party. And mom's gone, no, that won't do. As though he should know that. Like, and she she goes, no, that won't do because by the time they come around, I won't be here. And I'm like, you're not terminally ill. Like, <laughs> he doesn't know that you're visiting from Canberra. You're here for three days and we're meant to resolve this in that time. Yeah. Yeah. The poor guy. I can like sense how stressed she is about how this is going. And so then she's like, well, he's like, oh, you'll need to take it to an actual tech repair shop then. Imagine, imagine if someone suggested that earlier. And so then the grandma's like, well, where? And I'm like, I can Google it. I can Google it. Please don't make me stand here any longer because this man will absolutely try and help by Googling tech repair shops for you. But I cannot be witness to this interaction (laughs) any longer the next errand (laughs) the next errand that we had to go on that i thought i was going to get out of was visiting a family friend that i've maybe seen twice in my whole life oh this one made me scream okay i i (laughs) 
in my head, I was getting a whole a whole half a day in Melbourne to myself because grandma and mum were going to drive 40 minutes to Brighton to visit this woman that I have no relationship with, but mum does since mum was a kid. Yeah. This woman's husband um, at my mum's 90th birthday Your called grandma's me... grandma's 90th birthday? No, so my grandma's 90th birthday called me fat so many times... Dog. ...that he then also... Gave my grandma like an ancient CSIRO or like Weight Watchers cookbook <laughs> that he wanted her to post me. So I'm done with these people. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm already so done. He kept being like, your profile is so pretty. It's such a shame. You're fat. Like, <laughs> um, so anyway, I'm so done. I was actually so incensed. I was so <laughs> incensed that particular week by this man that I flew home early. Like I changed my flights and I came back from Melbourne. Oh, at the 90th. At the 90th. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I, I don't need to go visit this woman. It's not her fault. Because he's no longer with us. He's dead. It's yeah. not her fault that he was being grot. Um, you know, whatever. Not his fault that he couldn't keep his mouth shut. Also not his fault that he doesn't know uh, beauty when he sees it. Yeah, animal. Duh. <laughs> anyway, she leaves a message on my grandma's answering machine. Oh, the potential visit while, to a woman. Yeah. While we're out dealing with the computer. <laughs> we come back to the message and the message is, so looking forward to seeing you, Serena and Zoe, tomorrow. <sighs> Your, like, internal, like, plans <sighs> about having a half a day to yourself, just cascading and being on fire. Okay. Yeah. So my grandma now... the the. the my grandma has bought to take. This is my cake etiquette question. <laughs> my grandma has bought. Oh, cake etiquette's back. Yeah, cake etiquette's back. Okay. My, my grandma's bought to take. Now, getting there was a bit of a thing because mum's stressed. She is stressed about navigating to Brighton. Grandma wants to go a particular way because she mm. doesn't want to go down Chapel Street and all its fucking shops. <laughs> <laughs> I love your grandma. Okay. <laughs> So there's a particular way grandma wants to go, but grandma can't remember the name of any roads anymore. <laughs> so when she navigates, you just have to wait. You have to go and you have to just go until she's like, turn there. And then it's like a <laughs> to make the turn. <laughs> right? So mum's like, and she's got the map out. She's drawn a line on the Melways of how we should get there. An, an ancient Melways. Grandma's in the front seat. Mistake number one. I should have been in the front seat. <laughs> number two, mum can't work out how to use her phone maps yeah. without it also playing the Spotify through the sound system. That's why you needed to be in the front seat. That's why I need to be in the front seat. So she's put the address both in the phone maps and in the actual sat nav, which cannot speak for the life of it. Instead of towards, it says towards. Towards. <laughs> no, nah, hates it. Stupid. But because... Grandma won't let us go the way that either of the maps want. The whole 45 minutes there, we're being forced to ignore them. So both of them are going, recalculating, recalculating. And playing route. Spotify at the same time. Recalculating, recalculating. <sighs> so we get there and all I need is a brownie. I'm holding my glasses onto my face. I'm so stressed about this. <laughs> we get there. All clap, clap flaps. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> an ear clap all i want is a brownie grandma's brought the brownies she's told the woman on the phone that she's bringing brownies thank god a cake will save you we bring them we give them to her this is my question when you bring cake to someone else's house mm. 
is it okay for them to put it in the cupboard and serve you alternate cake? The answer is so clearly no. It's not, right? Because I have a counter etiquette story, but it involves a trout. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's a, that's a sidestep. But we've brought the brownies. Grandma's actually thoughtfully got brownies because she knows I like brownies. Yep. The woman, the woman has then managed to serve eight different types of cake. None of them I can eat. Have they all got like fruit in them? Or? Yeah, all jam in them. Oh, all, you don't like that. Uh, all of them have jam in. Yeah, no thanks. I don't like jam. I can't eat any of them. Or raisins, hot cross buns. Uh, she hasn't brought the brownies out. I sit there and really politely have like one nibble on one thing. Just to make a show. I have my tea. It's now midday. We go to leave. Not a brownie in sight. Grandma announces, nobody needs lunch because we've eaten so much cake. <laughs> You've had a church mouse crumb. <laughs> I just make the most panicked eye contact with my mom, <laughs> who is the MVP of this situation. And she says back, Zoe wants lunch. <laughs> like I'm the only one. <laughs> It's so important that Serena read your eye contact. <laughs> so we managed we managed to go to a restaurant and Grandma eats the biggest bowl of minestrone soup with a toasty on the side. Acting like she had had too much cake for lunch. As though, yeah. So it turns out, fake news, there was room for cake. The third errand, which we didn't have to go on, was to take a lamp not purchased from Beacon Lighting to Beacon Lighting to be repaired. Obviously, you were unsuccessful. <laughs> I just need now to know the degree of insanity that went with it. So I was envisioning having to carry, and it's a, like it's not a desk lamp. I would like it's a proper like, it's like floor a six lamp. foot floor lamp. <laughs> I'm envisioning having to carry this lamp and lampshade into Beacon Lighting and be like, "Here is a lamp we've not bought from here. Can you please fix it now, fix or it. else?" <laughs> Fix it right now while we wave a walking... Before I go back to Canberra. (laughs) While we wave a walking stick at you. (laughs) We got away with not doing that one. We did do some nice things while we were there. We went to the Alexander McQueen exhibit, which was amazing. Oh, nice. It was so good. It was so well curated. It was very moody. Um, And we also went out for dinner. We took Grandma out for dinner. Grandma likes a nice dinner out. We took my cousin. As we sit down, there's only one waiter maitre d' because it's a small... Yeah boutique Italian restaurant. Really nice food. Really, really nice. As we sit down, my cousin goes to grandma. Val, is this a favorite of yours? The waiter's coming around. He's at the table now, ready to give He's giving us the water. Mm. And she just puts her hands on the table. She goes, not a favorite. <laughs> and we're like, mm-hmm, cringe. And then she goes, it's no scopri, which is her favorite in front of the waiter. So anyway. Oh, my God. Val just having absolutely no chill ever. Just saying how she... And I think at a certain age, you deserve to say I how kind you feel. Of, like, I'm kind of into it for her. The other thing that I wanted to tell you was at that dinner, she told us about how she transitioned from social work to teaching. Yeah. So she basically got burnt out doing social work. Because I think I know this story, but let's say it for the listeners. Um, she got burnt out doing social work. So she retrained a two-year course to become an early childhood primary teacher. Mm-hmm. The best kind. And she said she did... Her first year teaching was full-time on kindergarten and she didn't work full-time teaching after that. <laughs> Nearly <Word>. killed her. <laughs> Word. Me always plotting to go part-time. 
nearly fully did her in. The other thing that's outrageous that I don't know if everyone will know used to happen was that, um, so she was a permanent employee, which meant she had all the entitlements, the super and all of that. Yep. And then she finally got married to my granddad, which she couldn't do for a while because he was still married to someone who'd gone MIA in America. And there was no no no-fault divorce. And it was expensive and long for them to get divorced. She finally got married, planning to use the leave she'd built up, Mm. the long service leave, to take her honeymoon. She didn't realise on the exact day that you become married, you are no longer allowed to be permanent to the department. She lost all of her entitlements that came with permanency and she had to take her super out. That's BS. So she didn't she didn't get to use her leave that she planned for a honeymoon and she said, Well, if I'd known that I'd gone my honeymoon gone on my honeymoon first. But literally on the day you do the ceremony, fired, can't be permanent anymore. Really? Yeah, because the assumption is you're married now, mm. you've got other priorities. Wow. This is in Victoria. I assume it was probably in all the states. Yeah. Because I know that um uh, I know that a lovely person that we know um who similar thing was permanent like in the mid 80s Mm. um when you had a child Mm. um or as soon as you were pregnant you had to resign yeah yeah you had to resign from your permanent position yeah and then you had to reapply and go through but in the between sort of the mid 80s to sort of i'm gonna say late 90s early 2000s the process for um permanency for teachers drastically changed and mm. became increasingly difficult. Yeah. You, in New South Wales, you can't get it basically. Uh, yeah. And unless you're in a teacher shortage now and now that like we both work in Canberra, like do you, do you get appointed to jobs in New South yeah, Wales? Every day, every day I get a job in New South Wales. I get a job and have, I've had to, res- I had to resign from four last year. Um, but when I, seven years ago when I was a graduate and I yep. was like, I'll go and work in, <coughs> like I want to work in Walker, Burke. Yeah. Dubbo, I want to go to these places, Tamworth. They were like, sorry, there's no positions. We can't place you anywhere. Good luck. Yeah, that happened to me too. And now they're like, oh, we are missing 6,000 teachers. And I'm like, oh, well. well whose fault is that, honey? Who's done that? Not us. Not us. We're Not us. Now. Oh, I just got some live feedback. Um, <laughs> I just got a couple of live feedbacks. About what? Uh, so from our previous podcast, one of them is that I can't believe Tom never told you about the rat man. (laughs) And the other one is an apology that I didn't mention that one colleague, when I was a victim of crime, he gave me a chocolate, uh, bilby or something. And he put it in my teacup with a message that said, help, I've fallen into your tea. (laughs) Um, so he is actually very good at giving the victim gifts. Okay, good. But what I was cheesed off about is that I'm good at coordinating the faculty gift. Right. I've never once received the faculty gift. So there are good individuals within a faculty that will seek you out when you've had something bad happen. But I've never had a whip around. And I'm going to say I've had two grandparents die. Mm -hmm. Um, Two grandparents. I don't think I've had any animals die in that time. Two grandparents. No, no animals have died in that time. I've bought a house um, and I've had a mum cancer card and I've been a victim of crime. Not a single faculty gift. What do I have to do? Get pregnant? It looks like you're only. I also think pregnancy gifts are BS when they're going on leave because you know they're coming back. Yeah. They get gifts equivalent to people actually leaving, which means they're getting double the gift. The only time I've received a faculty gift was when I left a school. Yeah. 
but I think it's rude to be getting them twice. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that's really milking. Obviously, if that's ever relevant to me. I think it's different if you're getting like baby gifts like that aren't there. Maybe, I don't know, like a gift that's not like it's for you, but it's like you by extension because it's actually for your kid that you're about to birth. I, maybe that's different. I think a card. I think we should go back to doing nice cards. I, yeah, I would I much like prefer <clears throat> individuals write me a nice card yeah. than I get a whip round that forces, <laughs> that forces people to spend money that they probably don't have at Christmas time yeah. to give me a going away gift. I keep the cards. The chocolate is temporary. <laughs> I actually don't want the chocolate. It's appreciated. Yeah. It's temporary. Um, anyway, so apologies. Matt Matt does give um, victim of crime gifts. Good on you, The Matt. faculty does not. <laughs> I've also had surgery thrice in that time. So anyway, whatever. Fine. Whatever, guys. Ain't no thing. But it's Ain't no way. thing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, obviously just don't play the victim card well enough, <laughs> which I should. That's uh, So that was my Melbourne trip. Okay. So I wanted to report on I wanted to report on managing the frustration of driving to Melbourne to run errands that you know cannot be achieved to mainly receive criticism for it. <laughs> <laughs> so while my grandma's an amazing woman, she could afford to trust that both mum and I know what we're talking about just a little bit more than she actually trusts. <laughs> I think she can invest that trust in you. I um, mean, you're extremely trustworthy and you're very good at getting things done. Yes. You know a great many things about a great many things. Because in that three days, I could have found the tech repair shop and taken the computer. Alternatively, I did say maybe we just buy a new one. She's come out at the end of the three days deciding she wants to buy a new one, but she isn't going to do that with us. She wants to do it with the IT friend. Something I feel like something similar happened with a phone once. No, I'm not talking about the phones. i'm not talking about her making me take her i flew down to take her to the telstra shop on the 23rd of december the 23rd of december the day after school to get a particular model of iphone that only there was two of them left in all of australia and have no other iphones be the right one i simply won't dead dead anyway i hope if you visited your nan it's been equally (laughs) fun we don't know what you guys do in your holidays or your break time should you get them sorry i'm clicking the pens that you don't like um but it's important to look out for your for your nan even if it comes with just all the elderly even (laughs) if it comes with a bit of criticism sometimes it's delayed do you know what it is it's not delayed gratification what mum and i get is delayed gratitude Delayed gratitude. That's interesting. So at the time, the restaurant was not her favourite. It was too cold. Not her favourite. And it was not scoppery. But two (laughs) days later, having digested it, she was telling everyone how lovely it was and that she actually had a lovely time. That's so interesting So what we have to do is we just have to wait for the delayed gratitude. So you need to get really good at repressing what's happening in the moment. Yep. And being fully numb to it at the time. Everyone just needs to process it quietly, individually, and then... It will be a lovely memory for later. That's good. That's sage advice. The gratitude does come. It just comes like after 48 hours. <laughs> and we're going to leave you with that. Um, we will have a new report very soon. We're going to talk about a few different things that we did in the school holidays. I've got quite a few things to report on. Um, and I'm seeking some ideas and some information from Zoe. I want her to confirm a few biases I already have. Oh, exciting. Can't okay. wait. All right. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you.